Well, welcome to another edition of Portable Practical Pediatrics. I'm your host, Dr. Paul Smolin. Thanks for joining me. I've got a very interesting subject to talk to you about today that I discovered while listening to a podcast. Yes, not only do I make podcasts, but I am an avid listener of them as well. Well, this in this particular podcast, I heard Dr. Cal Newport, a computer scientist, interviewed about the negative effects of interruptions on learning, memory, and creativity. And I thought that what he was saying had so much relevance for your children that I couldn't wait to introduce my listeners to his research and his ideas. So please take a few minutes to listen to this post that I call Distraction-Free Thinking, Vital for Kids. The message is important for all parents to hear, and I don't want you to miss it. So stay tuned. It's Paul Smolin, M.D., your Peedcast host, bringing you informative and entertaining knowledge on a wide range of parenting and child health topics. You have parenting questions. He has answers. It's portable, practical pediatrics on your schedule. And here is your Peedcast host, Dr. Paul Smolin. I have not read Dr. Newport's book, Deep Work, Grand Central Publishing 2016, but I have heard him speak in a fairly extensive interview, and I feel I have a good grasp of his main ideas. He has coined the term deep work to describe the kind of quiet, uninterrupted thinking time that scientists tell us unleashes our brain's best creativity and important thoughts. The kind of quiet contemplation that so many great thinkers have used to create great works. Dr. Newport says there is good evidence that any interruption to deep work thinking derails and diminishes the creativity of the work we do and degrades our learning ability. I am sure that includes not only your best thinking, but also your children's. In fact, deep work is probably more important for your children to achieve than it is for you since you have likely completed your education, and they have not. Now let's consider the distracted world your children are immersed in today and how it can negatively affect them. Even in the quiet of their rooms, they are likely having their studies and thinking time interrupted by texts, cell phone calls, and pop-up instant chat requests on their computers. They have likely fallen prey to the idea that multitasking is efficient and even desirable. It's not. Working with frequent interruptions is rapidly becoming the reality for today's children. Unfortunately, not only does this short attention span work lead to sloppy thinking, but likely contributes to the growing incidence of attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Let me remind you, frequently interrupted learning is totally new. Just a generation ago, most children's study place, which was likely their bedroom or a library, was devoid of all electronics and communication devices likely a much quieter place than the bedrooms of today, a place that was much closer to an environment conducive to producing what Dr. Newport describes as deep work. 
Well, I think it's safe to say that every parent want their children to get the most from their education. But for today's children, the constant distraction of technology limits achievement. This is the point Dr. Newport is making. I'm sorry, but you can see that this forces parents to be at odds with their children's wishes to immerse themselves with technology. It's my opinion that you must deal with this issue. If parents keep the goal of maximizing their children's education as their overarching goal, they just can't avoid putting their mark on their children's study environment. Unfortunately, that intervention is likely to lead to some conflict. More on that in a moment. Now, I think Dr. Newport's research has illuminated the fact that the fewer interruptions your children have when they are doing their schoolwork or mastering cognitive tasks or just being creative, the better. Their learning, memory, and creativity will be better without distractions. That means limiting all electronics, phones, tablets, TVs, and possibly even some types of music in the places where they study and think. So many children are literally addicted to their smartphones that limiting them during study time is likely to be very challenging. But here is the approach that I recommend. I find this approach refreshingly direct and honest. Try explaining to your children the destructive effect that interruptions from texts, cell phone calls, emails, and pop-up chats are likely to be having on their cognitive functioning and ask your children to help figure out some workarounds to minimize these distractions. Recruit their help and brainstorm solutions together. Have them help you design an acceptable, distraction-free area where they will be doing most of their studying. Recruiting your children may help them accept limitations that At first blush, they will likely see as intrusive, unreasonable, and possibly mean. You know that Doxmo Pearl, though. If you treat your children like adults, they may surprise you and act like adults. But in the end, whether they gracefully accept your restrictions or not, I feel that you need to do what is to your child's best interest, ensuring that they get deep work time on a regular basis. Never forget, you're the parent and they're the child. If you know you're making a decision that is in your child's best interest and is reasonable, you just need to dig in your heels and not budge. Now for my summary and recommendations. Well, good parenting is all about setting appropriate limits, especially when those limits have your children's best interest at heart. Believe me, their short-term resentment will likely morph into appreciation as time passes and they see that there was wisdom in your decision. This process will likely take many years, but trust me, it will happen. Another aspect of parenting to keep in mind is this little pearl. It's easier not to grant privileges than it is to take them away once they've been bestowed. Always keep that in mind as you navigate the treacherous waters in which parents must swim. With all this in mind, here are my recommendations to today's parents who have school-age and teenage children as far as setting up appropriate study time for them. Your children's study area should be a quiet place with as few distractions as possible. 
you already insist that they do their homework. Why not also insist that their study time be as productive as possible? Let's max out that deep work thinking, shall we? Your children's bedrooms should be as electronics-free as possible. No TV, no video games, no unbridled internet access, no cell phones or tablets, at least during study time. Access to texts, cell phones, instant messaging, and all other intrusions that can find their way into study time should be forbidden, no matter where that study place happens to be. And finally, you should define and insist that your children get an appropriate amount of deep work time that is commensurate with their age. I think parents are best at defining this. Your children's store of knowledge, ability to think and create, these are their greatest assets as they grow and mature. The key to unlocking all their cognitive potential is quiet contemplation. That's what this research shows. So make sure your children get enough uninterrupted, quiet thinking time. It's vital for their future. Well, that's it for today's edition of Portable Practical Pediatrics. A little preachy, but hopefully useful. If you enjoy exploring pediatric topics and learning what's new in pediatrics with PEDCASTS, consider taking a minute to write a short review on iTunes or my Facebook page, DocSmo.com. Or go ahead, hit some of those like buttons on my various social media outlets. Or share an episode with friends or family. I'm sure they will enjoy them. Your support keeps this podcast coming. And thanks for listening. This is Doc Smo, hoping you can get your little squirt to do some deep work. Until next time. I would like to thank the following people for their assistance in the production of this podcast. Dr. David Jaffe, the voice of the introduction. Robert Beezer, the composer-arranger of the intro music. Anne Gesner, my wonderful content editor. Benjamin Smolin and Jerome Moof, the talented musicians who produced this delightful theme music. Sarah Smolin and Nathaniel Horlick for their digital wizardry. And Wendy Smolin Esquire and Seth, the Rocket Man Barrister Jaffe, for their inspirational guidance. Thanks, guys. By listening to this podcast, you agree to all of the terms and conditions found at the docsmo.com website. This docsmo.com podcast is informational only. Dr. Smolin does not diagnose, treat, or offer specific medical advice for your child. For specific medical advice regarding your child, consult his or her health care provider.